official Adam Sank Show merchandise at adamsank.com. T-shirts, tank tops, mugs, masks, just about everything you can think of emblazoned with the Adam Sank Show logo. Go to adamsank.com to order your merch today. Thank you. Warning. The program you're about to hear contains highly offensive and indecent material. This is the Adam Sank Show. If it's in my hand, I'm going to suck it. Powered by DNR Studios. And now... The one, the only, Adam Sank! Bottom. Yes, welcome. Emphasis on come to the Adam Sank Show. We're coming at you live if you're listening at 11 a.m. Eastern on Saturday, December 5th. I can't believe it's December already. 2020, the worst year in history at dnrstudios.com. The only place to hear this podcast live, and we are live or throughout the week that it first airs. Leave us your ratings and reviews. Something's happening with Apple Podcasts. I know for a fact that people have left me reviews in the last week and they haven't shown up yet. So I feel like, just like Donald Trump, I feel like I'm being censored by the social media companies and uh, I need something done about it. So please uh, defy them and help us and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this thing. If you're listening live, you can call in and talk to us, 804-825-5277. That's 804-TALK-ASS. Just a reminder also that you can call us anytime, even when we're not on the air, and leave us a voicemail. We haven't received one voicemail yet. And it really hurts me. Wow. So please uh, leave a voicemail, 804-TALK-ASS. We might play it on the air. Like the Facebook page, download the comedy albums, get your ass merch uh, at adamsank.com. I am as nervous today as I've ever been about a guest um, because this is someone, first of all, it's someone I've been trying to get on the show for four years, ever since the day we launched. And second of all, it is someone who I have, uh, to whom I have masturbated probably a thousand times. <laughs> Today's guest is legendary adult video star Rocco Steele. And um, I'm really hoping I can hold it together when I talk to him. But uh, that's a little later in the show. First, I need to introduce my co-host who looks freshly showered, but I'm dubious. Uh, the, uh, the Prince of Pigs, Ryan Frostig, is here, ladies and gentlemen. Freshly cut... Not freshly showered. So you got your hair cut, but you didn't shower first. Mm, correct. When was the last time you showered? <sighs> God. If you have to think about it, probably it like wasn't recent yesterday. Enough. Okay. Yesterday. All yesterday right. in morning. Congratulations. Hi, Adam. Let's try for today. Hi. And also, uh, please welcome JB, the queen of fuckery. Hello. How are you, JB? JB, when was the last time you showered? Oh, last night. Okay. So nobody showered today but me. All right. What? Well, okay. okay so hold on, hold on, hold on. Me first, <laughs> and then you. Okay. First of all, Adam, you hussy. I only shower when I go around my house and when I touch coronavirus. But I didn't leave my house yesterday. I just want to take a shower because I need to wash my hair. So if you don't leave the house for a week, you don't shower for a week. Pretty much, because who am I seeing? Oh my god! Who's smelling me? You. I mean, You're yeah, smelling yourself. But I don't stink. I, I don't smell bad. Like I, I can go a week without showering and oh not my smell bad. God. Yeah, and, you know. I'm working with cavemen. No, you're not. It, okay, it's not like I'm saying, I, I'm working oh, with people what who do live you in, think, in the how, 19th century. How often do you think in these particular times, I mean, I, you know how I shower, you know, in non-COVID times, but how, I just, how to me, showering and just being clean is such a pleasure. Like I get disgusted. Like if I, I, I didn't want to go into this because we actually have so much okay. to do today, but, but if I, <laughs> if I like, 
ha- let's say I haven't showered all day. And then I like use the bathroom. I pull my pants down. I can smell myself and it's gross. And I'm like, I don't want to smell like that to ever to anyone, including myself. Okay. Wait, does that happen on one day? Or it's could- not every day, but, but once in a while, you know, you get a whiff and you're just like, ugh, I need to, I need to clean myself. Right, that's day four. Day four, I take a shower. Oh, oh I'm not, I, okay. Now, <laughs> I'm not talking day four. I don't know about all that, but. You're both vile. Anyway. Anyway, um, okay, we have a lot of things to do. I don't think we're going to get through half the stories we have yeah. on the rundown today. But first, I need to talk about this movie giveaway again. So hit it, JB. Yes, I'm still giving away, now it's four. Four free screenings of the movie Chick Fight, uh, which is a fabulous movie, and it's first run, and you can watch it for free, and you don't need a DVD player. I'm just going to... Here's what you do. You review the ass, you send me a copy of the review, and I send you a code. If I can't give away these remaining four codes, we're never doing another movie giveaway. I'm literally trying to give away free shit to you people, and only one person uh, has responded. Very Remember, sad. if you're a DNR Studio subscriber, you can send in a copy of your invoice. Yes, JB? I said, was it Gail? It was not Gail. Oh. Gail, Gail got the last movie. She got uh, King of Staten Island. Oh, you're right. But this is Chick Fight. Uh, you know, do a search for it. It's, I think you'll, if you watch the trailer, you'll want to see it. So, again, all you do is email me at adam at adamsank.com. Send me a copy of a review you've posted to the ass or your DNR Studios invoice, and Chick Fight will be yours. Thank you. Okay. Recommended viewing. I'm going to go first real quick. Uh, I told you guys a few weeks ago about watching The Vow on HBO, which is about the Nexium cult. I just watched another documentary about it on stars called Seduced. I recommend it highly. I recommend if you haven't watched either, watch The Vow first and then watch Seduced. It's a great companion piece. Uh, and I know you're thinking, who the fuck has stars like who even has that channel? You can right now you can get a free subscription for a week to Stars and that's exactly the amount of time you need to binge watch the entire series and then you can just cancel. So that's my viewing. Ryan. Um so I'm watching TV again. Uh I know last week I uh said I wasn't but I am. And um I have two really quick. One is not a, a new release but um I just watched the Dolly Parton uh Netflix documentary Here so I Am. So good. She is amazing. And I just I just think that there's something very interesting about she is a drag artist like she she really is like she has a persona. She has she's she's always Dolly. But there is this like wink wink. I am playing a character like she plays. It's just she's so brilliant, so talented, so loving, so caring, amazing. Um, And then really quick, full bloom on HBO Max. It's a um, like a competition reality show. Uh, They're florist. It's amazing. I love it. I agree. And I think the thing about the Dolly documentary is you realize that we don't know anything about her. She's had one of the longest careers, but because she is a drag queen, essentially, we only know her persona. Right. No one's ever seen her without the wig and the makeup. Right. No one. Not even her closest friends. Yeah. Which is crazy. And also about her husband. Yeah, we never see the husband. husband. But he's been there the whole time. All right, JB, recommended viewing. Okay, so this is going to shock you. Guys, I have two. So the first one is an old classic I love to go back to. It's Archer. And there's a new new, new season. So I was like, I'm going to binge watch the old Archer. And it's a great ha-ha to have in the background if you're not doing anything. Now, my second show, it's a weekly show and just came out. It's called Slag Wars. Have you yes. yes. I haven't seen it yet, but I hear it's Girl, really good. It's good. Okay. It's it's good. What is Slag Wars? Slag Wars, okay. It's pretty much, think of RuPaul Drag Race for sex workers. 
So oh my god, I'm in. The Cock yeah. Destroyers. The Cock Destroyers, Sophie, and... Ooh, I forget her Rebecca. name. Rebecca. There we go. It's, it's, all, it's all women? No, they're, they're uh, transgendered women, non-binary guys, and hot gay men. And also Matthew Kant's in it. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm in. <laughs> yeah. I'm in. I think uh, Men.com is, uh, is the like, producer on it. It sounds or or, or so or one of the. No, I, I think it's Daddy Couture. It sounds right up my ass. Oh yeah, yeah. But anyway, it's on SlackWars.com. There's new episodes every Friday. There's only first. There's only two episodes out now, but it's good. It's All right, I'm gonna watch it. Thank you, JB. That's mm-hmm. a great recommendation. Okay, let's get started now. Uh, two weeks ago, before we did the Ask Me No Questions special, remember we were trying to get Felipe Rose on the phone, and while we were. Attempting to do so, I started a blind item that I never finished. Oh, my God. And I was listening back, and I was like, the listeners are going to wonder what the fuck was that blind item. So this is complicated and lengthy and probably not even true. Okay. But I said I was going to do it, and I'm going to do it. So this came from Cocktails and Cock Talk. And now, time for another stupid story from Cocktails and Cocktalk.com. Yeah, suck my cock. CNCT says word through the grapevine is that a huge Me Too case is brewing in Hollywood involving not one, not two, but five different Hollywood names. The plaintiff, a man, is reportedly putting together an extensive, complex and graphic case against actors, producers and CEOs, um, some of whom uh, have been named as perpetrators and some as enablers. Um, As I said, this is a man accusing other men. Wow. He's not a famous person, but he's someone who was a teenager when the abuse began, according to sources. Here are the people that he accused. Well, first, let me tell you what, he, what they're accusing him of. Uh, the producer and CEOs are accused of allegedly physically assaulting the plaintiff, while the TV and film actors are detailed as propositioning him for sex acts. Um, furthermore, the movie star and, the C- and one of the CEOs proposed a threesome to the plaintiff where they would double penetrate him. It's said that the plaintiff has vowed to give any money made from the case to charity, which defies accusations of money grabbing. Um, The full story is reported to run in mainstream media as soon as next week. Now, once again, this story ran like three or four weeks ago. Mm -hmm. So this could all be false. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to speculate as to who the identities are, but I have no way of knowing if if they're correct or even if the story has any credence. Hmm. So I don't want to be sued. (laughs) Here, here's how these blind... Uh, perpetrators are described. Producer, uh, the producer, this man is lauded as one of the most successful producers in the movie business. He has previously been named as a serial abuser by dozens of women. He is behind bars right now. So that's obviously Harvey Weinstein. Okay. There's no one else it could be. Yeah. CEO one is described as uh, someone who is dead and was the head of of a major movie studio. And I asked my friend who used to work for Miramax, and she said she thinks it's Brad Gray, the former head of Paramount Pictures, who mm. was close with Harvey. Mm. Again, both of these guys have never been described as anything but heterosexual. Right. So it's hard to believe. But based on the description, it sounds like Brad Gray. CEO 2 is described as a billionaire, also dead, who was the CEO of a large entertainment conglomerate that included a chain of movie theaters. I literally Googled those words and Sumner Redstone's Wikipedia page came up. Huh. Now, Sumner Sumner Redstone Redstone. died at 97. So in addition to being straight, it's hard to imagine someone in their 90s 
plotting all of this sexual intrigue. But again, that's the description they give. Now, the movie star, as soon as you guys know, it just blurted out. This man is one of the most famous movie stars in the world. He is primarily a top action star, but has also received acclaim for his dramatic work. He has been nominated multiple times for an Academy Award for his acting. Um, action star Tom Cruise? Yes. Oh. Oh, I'm dun, genuinely dun, not dun, surprised dun, about that. I mean, the gay rumors about him have been around forever. forever. The TV star. This man was one of the stars of a popular family sitcom that was on network television for many years. A full reboot of that series just finished its run. Um... Not Cosby. Uh, Think about what's had a reboot that was hugely popular back in the day. Well, what? Not no. A reboot meaning new actors, new cast. Oh, Full House. Oh God. So we're talking John Stamos, Bob Saget, or Dave Coulier. Or I was thinking, and I know this is not correct. It could be Glenn Scarpelli because <laughs> One Day at a Time also just finished its Stop. reboot. And Glenn was a star, Stop. but I know that it wasn't Glenn. Glenn, Glenn, Glenn if you're listening, if you're listening, we know it wasn't you. <laughs> um, again, yeah, Coulier, Saget, Stamos, all straight men. Right. Still have my money on Stamos. Met him in the bathroom. Mm. What? I said I bet Stamos in the bathroom. Not not sexually. No, it was oh at Glad Awards. Uh, I would love to meet, meet him, him in the, in the bathroom, bathroom and right? have him meet me. Yeah, nice piece on him. You saw his dick? Yes. Shut the fuck up. Beautiful. Shut up. This oh is God. breaking news. It was beautiful. What? It was beautiful. It was a beautiful pig penis. <laughs> there you go. Why were you, you to see it? Were you peeing next Pee. to him? Yeah. Oh, I, I love John Stamos. He can sexually harass me anytime he wants. Oh. All right, so that's it. And, wow. And again, a disclaimer. I don't know that this ever happened. I don't know that these men were involved. I'm simply dropping this blind item so in your lap. This was from how many weeks ago? About. I'm going to say it ran on Cocktails and Cock Talk probably a month ago. A month ago. And in this article, it said, said next week. As soon as next week, it could drop. Okay. So... Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. To be continued. If it happens, you heard it here first. You heard it here first. Because nobody reads Cocktails and Cocktails, except for me. Let's be honest. Okay. And yet they've never mentioned us. Hmm. Okay. Um, Number two, story number two, is really the big story of the week. Yes. Which is that the actor, formerly known as Ellen Page, has come out as trans and announced that his name is Elliot Page. Hey. And by the way, for anyone who's offended by my dead naming Elliot, I, I just want to be clear about who we're talking about. Yes. I will never use his former name again. Yes. Elliot Page starred in films like Juno, uh, for which he received an Academy Award nomination, X-Men, Days of Future Past, and the Netflix series Umbrella Academy. In a letter posted to his Twitter account, Page opened up about his gender identity, saying, Hi, friends. I want to share with you that I am trans. My pronouns are he slash they. Not really sure how that works. And my name is Elliot. I feel lucky to be writing this, to be here, to have arrived at this place in my life. I also ask for patience. My joy is real, but it's also fragile. The truth is, despite feeling profoundly happy right now and knowing how much privilege I carry, I'm also scared. I'm scared of the invasiveness, the hate, the jokes, and of violence. Page went on to highlight the continued plight of transgender women of color who are at a disproportionately higher risk of violence and even murder. So um, this is very exciting. So... So exciting. And and I said, I went on the Adam Sanctuary Facebook page and I said, I think this makes him the most famous transmasculine celebrity of all time. Yes. 
because of the Oscar nomination and because he is a bona fide movie star. Right. And I had a number of people come back to me and say, what about Chaz Bono? I was just thinking, but... And I say Chaz Bono is only famous because he's Cher's son. Right. You say what? I agree. I, I completely agree. I just, um, I think that this is a very... Look, there is still a long way to go. Uh, trans women, especially uh, trans women of color, are obviously um, still being murdered at a disproportionate rate. Um, but there, I, I feel and I think that this Elliot coming out, I think that we're starting to see um, the new this like new era of trans empowerment. And yes. I think that this is very, very important for um, the next generation who, um, you know, I, I think I, I think someday we won't need any of these labels. We can just be people. I agree. But I think that um, I think this is just really fucking cool. It's very cool. And the big question is, what are they going to do with his character on Umbrella Academy? Because he plays a, a cisgender female character. Yeah. Are they? Is, is the character going to become trans? Is he going to continue simply playing a woman? Which, you know, I mean, he has every right to do if right. he wants to. Um, that was another comment that kept coming up. But congratulations to Elliot on living your I truth. Mean, but, okay, and I'm, I'm sorry, just because you, you mentioned the show, I was like, on the show they can just like okay. In season two, they made they they, they made Elliot's character a little lesbian, and I I don't see why they can't just go on a little further because at this point, the whole the whole show, the whole show's third season could be anything. Sure. So, I don't watch the show. I don't know anything about it. Yeah, I didn't want to spoil it, so I didn't know how to <laughs> how to word things without spoiling things. It is so. interesting to think about the fact that, like, just because he is now identifying as trans doesn't mean that he couldn't play. I mean, because we talk about like we talk about like cis people playing trans people, gay people playing straight people, right. and like. If he is an actor and is and open to whatever, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the the psyche of this all is. Is like, will he be open to playing non male role? I, I'm just well. Remember, yeah. Wentworth Miller won't even play straight guys anymore. We talked about that two weeks ago. So it is an interesting question. And the other thing I just want to say before we move on is, Elliot didn't say he was a man. Mm. He said he was trans and his pronouns are he and they. When I was listening to the Howard Stern show uh, the other day, Robin Quivers was describing him as non-binary. Mm. I don't see non-binary in his statement. I don't see that word either. So I, I don't want to, you know, maybe I shouldn't even identify him as transmasculine. I'm making an assumption right. based on the, the he part of the pronoun and the fact that his name is Elliot. But he slash they Maybe he's non-binary. Maybe he doesn't identify as a man. We could spend hours dissecting this. And, and we have. But, but the, the, the most like. important thing to take away from this is that someone is out there living their truth and inspiring others to do the same. Yes, and good for him. Thank you, Ellen Page. Meanwhile, Elliot, uh, uh, fuck me. <laughs> I can't believe I just did that. Oh, that I was can't not on I just, purpose, you guys. I can't believe I just did the thing that JB told me not to do. Yeah. Fuck. You know, everyone's fucking up today. El okay. El you're, what did you do? You're okay. I just screamed into the mic. <laughs> oh, yeah, don't scream. <laughs> Elliot Page, thank you. Elliot, in his statement, mentioned violence against trans women of color. And that brings us to our next story because <sighs> the incredible Laverne Cox 
uh, was walking through a park with a friend of, of hers and um, had a very disturbing thing happen. Take a listen to this. Then um, we passed this guy and the guy very aggressively asked for the time. And like when, when people, you know, talk to me on the street, I usually kind of ignore them. That's just the New Yorker in me, I think. Um, but um, he very aggressively like asked for the time as he passes us. And my friend who I'm with tells him the time, looks at his watch and tells him the time. And then the guy who had asked for the time says to my friend, guy or girl, my friend says, fuck off. I'm walking. I'm hearing all this is happening like in a split second. And then all of a sudden the guy is attacking my friend. And I look back and I'm like, I was like, what is happening? The guy is like hitting my friend. And then my friend is like going towards him. And I'm like, holy shit. And I pull out my phone and I call 911 to, to dial 911. And all of a sudden it's over and the guy is, is gone. Oh, man. So, it's by the really way, that happened upsetting. at Griffith Park in Los Angeles. And this is the second. Uh, there was another. This happened like a month or two ago to three other trans women in L.A. Mm-hmm. I saw the video. And oh. Laverne, Laverne says, uh, I've dealt with this a lot. I've been trans my whole life. I've been harassed and bullied my whole life. None of this is new. It doesn't matter who you are. You can be Laverne Cox, whatever that means. If you're trans, you're going to experience stuff like this. The only part of the story that doesn't make sense to me is like, how do you aggressively ask someone for, for the time? What is the time? Wait, hey, you, you better tell me what time it is time. right now. Have this guy's not, this really hasn't happened to you guys? No. About asking uh, for the time? Is that a thing? Yeah. It's, it's kind of like being, it's kind of like when a racist, he's a black person. It's it's a trap. It's pretty much a trap. So it give was, me an example of what they would do, like what it would sound like. Okay. <laughs> I was going to use a cop example, but that's too – I'm just a regular person. So I'm just walking down the street. Mind my business, live my faggot life. Have me in my pocketbook <laughs> and stuff. Be real gay. Now, the person, person sees me. Let's call him person A. Person A sees me, intercepts, and figures out the way. He's like – uh, can I get the time? And you have to look at them because it's the way they say it and it's how they say it. And it's like, and then do you sure. give them the time? Cause you want to see, you want to see where the interaction goes. Mm. Cause it's like, I don't, maybe he's just really, maybe he's just, he's really just asking for the time. Right. Cause you, you don't want to, you don't want to be an asshole. Like, you, you don't want to be an asshole. So you're just like, if I give him the time, it's going to escalate from there. Sometimes it doesn't. And then sometimes it escalates. So we ask for the time. He then says something like, why the fuck you carry a pocketbook for? Why the fuck you in my business? And then from there, the man attacks or I beam with my purse. So it's a, it's, it's a gay bashing type of it's thing? Pretty much, yes. Hmm. I mean, that's crazy to me. Yeah. I, I have had... First of all, I didn't know you carried a pocketbook. No. And I love in, that you use the term example. pocketbook. <laughs> in this example. I, I've had, I mean, listen, you live in New York City. You're constantly being hassled. Yeah. I'm sure it's worse for you than it is for me, JB. But people are constantly going, can I ask you a question? And as mm-hmm. soon as someone says that in New York, you just go no and you keep walking as fast as you can. Because the question is always going to be, right. can you give me, can you loan me, can you – it's it's always that they want money from you. It's never like, what's the fastest animal in the world? You know, this, it's never a request for information. Sure. Uh, and it's not directions either. Mm-hmm. If it's directions, they'll go, hey, which way to the A train? Yeah. And then I'll stop and I'll tell them. Yeah. But no one 
in my life has ever asked me what time it is. I mean, not in this decade, I've not, not asked, when everyone has a phone. Yeah. I've been asked what time it is and uh, a match, a uh, lighter. Hmm. I, I usually know. You can but, just tell they're fucking with you. Yeah, or they're really just asking for the time. I would just say, if you have that feeling, JB, then I would just be like, sorry, I don't, and just keep walking. I, I know. I, first of all, my feelings on people are usually A plus and spot on. So I they're again, what they're usually A plus and spot on. So I can tell who's not who's not part of the system of fucking with me. Right. I have. Um, I've, I was just thinking. People have aggressively told me to tie my shoes, <laughs> and I don't know why, but that like bo- it bothers me so much. I appreciate it. I think it's very well, sweet. Why that are your shoes untied? Well, things happen. Shoelaces get untied, but it's like to come up to me and stop me and stand in front of me and say, sir, sir, your shoelaces are untied. It's like, I'm sorry. You're screaming I, into the mic. I got really excited. Um, I'm just like, thank you. I, I, I will in, in probably about 20 seconds when I have uh, the ability to pull over whatever I'm doing. I get that. You know, when I get that actually right. So when I walk lady and I come back to the apartment, uh-huh. I untie my shoes in the elevator going up to my apartment because I'm going to take them off the moment I get in, right. and it just saves me time. And if there's someone who sees me in my hallway, oh my they're like, your shoes are untied. Yeah. I, because everyone thinks you're going to trip and fall and kill yes. yourself immediately. Yes, and you know what? Yes, knock on wood. It doesn't annoy me. Like, I get why they're doing it. I'm always like, yeah, I know. If you are, if you have, whatever, we're so off track, but um, I, I, I I can't imagine being trans. I can't imagine being a trans woman of color. Um, and it's, and I, what she said about, it doesn't matter if you're Laverne Cox, whatever that means. I mean, Laverne Cox is one of the most famous trans people in the world. Probably and the most famous. Well, uh, yeah. Caitlin. And then, one of. And then Laverne. But like. And it, then Elliot. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And so we have to continue to, um, uplift and uh to protect them protect them protect them and i don't know what the answer is because it it seems to be getting worse and worse the number of of trans women and trans women of color that were murdered in 2020 i think it's like at an all-time high yeah it is i i think i i know you're not going to like this jb but i think it has to come from the police the police have got to understand how vulnerable this population is and do a better job of protecting them. Yeah. They, they don't give two flying fucks. I know. I know you say that all the time. I know. They don't give two flying fucks. Well, I wish Laverne Especially the best. I'm glad that women. she wasn't hurt. I'm glad that her friend wasn't seriously hurt. And I hope they find whatever piece of shit did this to them. Um, meanwhile, this next story, uh, the headline has changed. It was originally that Joe Biden has chosen the first openly gay White House social secretary. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, is the perfect job for a gay man. Right. Like, I want to be the White House social secretary. Yes. Um, but in fact, it turns out that he's not the first gay one. He is, however, the first Latino one. Yes. Texas-born Carlos Elizondo, an out gay man, will become the first Latino person to serve in the role of White House social secretary. Um, he had previously served as the social secretary for the vice president and incoming first lady. Dr. Jill Biden during the Obama administration. Um, He's also done work as a senior director of presidential events at Georgetown and manager of special activities and protocol at Walt Disney World. He lives with his longtime boyfriend in Washington, D.C. And uh, we congratulate Mr. Elizondo. Work. And, you know, yes, and Biden's putting together a very diverse administration 
Very um, exciting. Certainly more diverse than the outgoing administration. <sighs> well, so congratulations to congrats. him. Meanwhile, this story is very near and dear to my heart. Oh, my God. A new study finds that gay and bisexual men have been having more sex during the coronavirus pandemic than they did before the pandemic. I just, I just don't know how that's possible, but okay. I haven't heard this one yet. I don't remember hearing the fuck me. Fuck me. That's such a thing. This was a study out of the University of Michigan, my alma mater. They have a center for sexuality and health disparities there. And they... And they find that gay and bi men in the U.S. had an average of 2.3 more sexual partners at the height of the first wave of the COVID pandemic than they did before coronavirus started. And even more shockingly, only half the men in the study thought that you could get coronavirus through sex. I mean, if you can get it from being breathed on by someone who passes you on the street, of course you can get it during sex. Oh, my God. Uh, it should be noted that you can't pass along coronavirus through semen, but kissing and, as we said, breathing are very high-risk activities if you're with someone who's infected. This was a very small study, um, and, it, and it certainly you know, needs further research. But um, sex writer Michael Alviar, who we know well because mm-hmm. he was on our show a few weeks ago talking about how to be a better bottom. Bottom. Mm-hmm. He says uh, – that men were in the gay, the gay men in the study are in denial, and he he said if half the gay men in the study were any stupider, we'd have to water them once a week. <laughs> oh my God! Our collective common sense has hit rock bottom. Bottom. True. And then through a trapdoor. Um, some public health experts have even recommended we've talked about this glory hole sex during the pandemic to minimize risk, but there's no suggestion that the men in the study were, you know, using glory holes. You know, as I said, it was a small study. The researchers re- recruited 518 men aged 18 or over via ads on Grindr, Facebook, and Instagram. Um, it's hard to disagree with the author's conclusions that, uh, you know, mental health services and public education should consider uh, gay men living on lockdown. One of the un- other interesting things is that um, a lot of these guys reported becoming sex workers for the first time. During mm. the pandemic, because mm. people are desperate, yeah, they need money, definitely, and that's a way to make quick money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was just thinking, like, um, I've been, I've been thinking a lot about how, like, you know, yeah, there are sex workers that, like, they, they had to get back to work. I mean, it's, I think that there's a difference between sex workers you know, making a living sluts like us and just people who are like (laughs) bored and want to have sex. I mean, I've certainly been having more sex during the pandemic, but, um, you know, I, you gotta do what you gotta do. But don't you have a boyfriend? Is that what he's Yeah, but we don't, it's not like that just because I have a boyfriend doesn't mean we have sex every day. I mean, I was having sex even before the pandemic. I wasn't having much sex like I used to have. That that makes no sense. So what's the point of having a boyfriend if you're not having sex? I went through a period (laughs) During the pandemic, and it was when things started to get really good here in New York, and mm-hmm. we were below like one percent yeah. infection rate. Where I was like, I was yeah. kind of getting busy. Sure. And then I thought to myself, like, what am I doing, really? This is stupid. And then 
the numbers in New York started to go up. And even though they're lower here than they are nationwide, they're still at like 5% now. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm done. Yeah. I'm done until, yeah. until we get it under control again. Um, Ryan, we have to move on to the RuPaul's Drag Race update because yes. you have some very important breaking news. I do. Take it away. Listeners, uh, Mama you stay. Thank you, JB. Mama Ru has blessed us with another spinoff uh, Drag Race franchise. We will be getting Drag Race España in 2021. Oh, wait. Sorry. That was the wrong uh, one. <laughs> now, this is the... Third recent uh, international spinoff of the show. So we recently just got Canada, and then we got Holland, um, and now we're getting España, which is very Spain, which is very exciting. And don't forget England, but that was a while. Well, that we, we we had that first, but England. Not only are we getting a second season in early 2021, but they just got renewed for a third season. And um, there are three more new franchises coming. I believe one is going to be Australia. Oh. And then I don't know the, the other ones, but I, I have to say, you know, we've, we've been talking about Drag Race on the show for years and um, we've gone back and forth between loving it and thinking like, oh, this is getting kind of boring. But there is something really exciting about these new franchises. Like, I, I just feel like it, it has it breathes new life into <sighs> <gasps> into. Um, the format of the show, the it's like, it's the thing that we love to see, but we get to, we get to to learn about different cultures and different like, it's just it's just it's really cool. Like, well, I know you I, loved watching. I'm excited. Holland. I did. I loved Holland, and I'm even more excited about Spain because my Spanish is pretty good, mm. so I won't have to focus as much on the subtitles as right. I did with Holland. I can just watch it. Um, we're gonna move on because yes. I want to get to commercial because I don't want to lose yes, a yes, minute with Taco yes, Steel. Yes, yes. So JB, I'm feeling sexy. Oh. Ryan, you know that thing when your dick looks like a grape? Yeah. And you want it to look like a zucchini? I do. JB, turn down the music a little. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. And I know that if you're like me, you need extra confidence in bed, especially if you're topping. So listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. It brings you the first chewable with the same FDA active ingredients, FDA approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. Right now, when you visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free, when you use special promo code ASS, I need to fix that copy. Right now, visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use special promo code ASS. You just pay $5 shipping. You can take Blue Chew anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. Since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever a hoe comes by. BlueChew.com is made in the USA. It's prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor or wait in line. It's cheaper than a pharmacy. They prepare and ship it right to you in a discreet package. No awkwardness. You don't have to leave the house. If you could benefit from more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Once again, a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use promo code ASS. You just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Promo code ASS. Try it free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the ASS. Thank you, Blue Chew. Oh. oh. All right, guys, here we go. I've waited four years for this. Our guest today is making his ass debut. 
but he has been in countless asses. He is a legendary adult video star, businessman, entrepreneur, and the 2020 Gay VN Award winner for Favorite Daddy. He's certainly my favorite daddy. Joining us all the way from sunny Miami, please give a warm-ass welcome to the legendary Rocco Steele. Hey, Rocco. Hey, how are you? Are you there, daddy? I'm here. How's Miami? Yeah, we can. How are things down there? It's good. The weather's amazing. Um, I came from a really, really, really hot climate, so this is actually, it's really nice right now. It's like 75 here, so it's, it's really Nice. Oh, you're so lucky you're not in New York today. It is cold, rainy, and windy. Yeah, but I miss that. I love I love New York winters. People think I'm crazy, but like I love I do very well in London because I just love like overcast and rain and cold. I don't know. Well, honey, I'm from do. Cleveland, Ohio, so like it's like in my blood, I guess. Anytime you want to visit New York, you're welcome to stay at my place. <laughs> Rocco, I've been, yeah, been a while. I've been trying to get you on this show for four years, and I finally wore you down. Um, but you told me that you don't like doing interviews. Why is that? That is correct. Um, I just, you know, I just feel like I've done so many over the years, and I feel like I've kind of, I kind of get bored of hearing myself like tell the same story over and over. So I just, um, like. I don't know. I just feel like nobody wants to hear my story anymore. So I'm kind of bored with it myself. So I just assume everybody else is bored with it. I, so I just feel like, and I also feel like there's so, you know, there's so many other people out there. So I kind of like feel like it's their chance to kind of shine, you know? Well, I can tell you that there has been intense interest generated in your being on the show. I, I The response I got on social media was overwhelming. So believe me, people are interested. They want to well, hear from nice you. you. Rocco, how that's old nice were you? Hear. How old were you when you first became aware that you had an, extra, an extraordinary cock? <laughs> well, oddly, in high school, like, I actually thought, like, I didn't. I actually thought the exact opposite. And I remember, like, it was my sophomore year of high school. And I tried out for the cross-country team. And um, it was like... <laughs> it was kind of like these practice runs. I remember afterwards we all had to like take like, you know, community showers. Right. And, um, mm-hmm. I was really like self-conscious back then. And I came, I had come from a much smaller, like elementary school. So like community showers were like not something I was used to. And I'm in this shower and I know this sounds really hot, but, it does. Um, but, we, but we were, we were teenagers. So, um, we're not supposed to think that's hot. Anyway. Um, we're in the shower and I'm looking around and I'm seeing all these other guys and I'm thinking their dicks are huge and that mine's really small. And I was like, I was really self-conscious about it. And then fast forward to college, joined a fraternity in the fraternity house, same thing, community showers. And I lived in the fraternity house cause I was a president for a year and I um, had to live in the fraternity house for a year and I had to take a shower every morning. And I remember every single morning I took a shower with the same guy and I just always thought he had like this huge dick. And I was like always really self-conscious about mine. But a couple years later, it was my last year of college and I was still kind of like, not sure if I was in or out of the closet at that point. So I was kind of dating sorority girls that was a thing we did. I did too, and, actually. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm, 
it was after a Friday night party that our, our house, our, our my fraternity had hosted. We were all like me and a few fraternity brothers are like in the chapter room, like making out with these girls. And like, I'm like trying to like, fuck this girl. Am I allowed to say fuck? I'm allowed to. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Oh yeah. I'm trying to fuck this girl. And I couldn't like, from because I was so inexperienced, I couldn't find her hole basically. But <laughs> it turns out like, the next day, she went to all her shorty sisters, and it wasn't that I couldn't find her hole. It was, I guess, my dick was so big it wouldn't fit. So she told all her shorty sisters that I was hung like a horse. And then the next Monday at school, like, you know, we all sit around, like, the, the, the like, the, what do you call it? The, you know, the place where we all hang out. Like yeah. In the, in the, the, like the, the, student, the, the student union. Yeah, the student, like, center kind of thing. And there's tables. All, all the fraternities and all the stories have their own table. And I walk in, and all my fraternity brothers start calling me Clyde. And I have no idea why they're calling me Clyde. And from that day forward, my nickname became Clyde. Because it was short for Clydesdale. But I don't understand. Here's what I don't understand about the story, Rocco. These other guys in your in your high school and fraternity were they all? Did they all have huge cocks? How could you look at yours and look at or or is yours not that? Because I've seen yours soft. It's still huge. Yeah, but I think what happened is either I started dropping later, like you know, I started (laughs) hanging lower later in life. I don't know, but like. I think the other thing was it was an optical illusion. Like I was looking across at other guys and then looking down at my penis. Mm. So like I can only imagine that's what it was. So they're all probably thinking the same thing in retrospect, like, right. Like, Oh my God, this guy's got a huge penis. But in my, like from my view, it looked really small and everybody else looked really big. How old were were you when you had your first sexual experience with a man? So, or um, another boy. I mean, so when I was really, really young, like, you know, you play around with kids in the neighborhood. So I had that going on. Like when I was really young, kind of the experimental mm-hmm. stuff with other kids in the neighborhood. And, um, and then fast forward, like my first official as a man was, um, you know, I suppressed it all through college. Um, I belonged to a fraternity where um, this was the eighties. So like, it was a lot of fear on many different levels. Oh yeah. Um, and, and so there was a, a guy who was gay in our house, and he was caught fucking. Actually, he was getting, he got caught getting fucked in the fraternity house, and he was like banished, and like he got kicked out of the house, like kicked out of the fraternity. And so, like, I just, re- I just remember thinking, like, shit, like I need to really kind of keep all my feelings like under wraps and just play the total straight frat guy, right? So. That's what I did until I graduated from college. And as soon as I graduated from college, um, while I was trying to save money to move to New York City, and I was working waiting tables at a restaurant in town, and there was this guy who worked at a restaurant, and we became instant friends. And then things progressed, and then we like, you know, became like we weren't boyfriends because I think we were both kind of confused even back then who we were. But like, it became like you know a sexual relationship. Um, and then I moved to New York City a few months later, and it was all, you know. All, all hell broke loose. <laughs> yeah. Rocco, you started your porn career, correct me if I'm wrong, in 2014. That is correct. Which I was shocked when I found that out because that's so recent. You know, wow. that, the fact that you've only been around in that industry for six years blows my mind because I feel like I've been jerking off to you forever. You know? Decades. Like, I, yeah. 
you, you, yeah. you're such a major presence. And I know that you didn't start out wanting to do adult video. You, you graduated from law school, right? That's correct. So like, um, like, you know, back in my twenties, that was my dream. I wanted to be a criminal defense attorney. Um, my whole like college and everything leading up to law school was geared towards that. Uh, all through college, I worked at a law firm. My cousin was a secretary in a law firm. She got me a job in a law firm. Like that's all I wanted, you know. And um, and uh, even in my in law school, I worked for the public defender's office, and that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to move to New York City and be, um, you know, a criminal defense attorney. And the thing is, I talk very openly about this. Um, I as I came out, I also you know started dabbling in drugs, and alcohol was always part of my story. Yeah. So mixed alcohol, which is always part of my story with now moving to New York city, studying for the New York bar exam and doing tons of cocaine. Like, Oh, that was your drug of choice. (laughs) Yeah. This was the nineties. This was the early nineties. So like it just didn't mix well and it didn't, you know, it was not a formula for success. And therefore, you know, three attempts at the bar later, I still, you know, did not pass. And at that point, my heart was no longer in it. I was a mess. And I was like, my, my addiction, you know, my alcoholism and my addiction had spun out of control at that point. We're now like approaching the late nineties. And, um, you know, then I kind of cleaned up my act in 1998 and I'm like, as of a couple of days, I'll have 22 years clean and sober. And I always thought that's so fantastic. Really, really inspiring. Thank you. And that's what I want. I want people to know that you can, you can live a life as a gay man without being a mess, you know? And, um, and I don't, I do not, I do not, um, condemn partying. I do not condemn drinking or drugs. There are a lot of people who can do it responsibly, but I could not. And I had the disease of alcoholism and drug addiction. And there are other people out there in this world who also do. So for those of the people in the audience uh, who who may, you know, hear about this later, like there's help and you can live a better life. So anyway, I tell all this because then. Once I cleaned up my act, um, I then kind of changed my career path and I, um, started, I got into corporate retail. I was living in New York city. I worked for a large corporate, um, uh, I'm sorry, a large retail, uh, corporation that had their offices in New York city. And I worked there and I got into visual merchandising for the next like 15 years of my life. And it, I just hated it, hated it. It became soul sucking. I was miserable. I was depressed. I was on antidepressants and it was 2014. And I just said, no more. Like, I'm not doing this. I I don't know what I'm going to do with my life, but I'm not doing this anymore. And the last thing I wanted to do was porn. Like the last thing it was, you know, people had told me my whole life, like you have a big dick, you should do porn. And I would chuckle and I'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's not what I want to do. And so like, what I really want to do is start my own business. And I started developing underwear back in 2014, but I needed money in order to get the money. People suggested I should escort. So I started escorting and then escorting led to like my first porn. We should mention the underwear is called 10, seven, 10, seven underwear. Yes. So like the whole, this all started with like me wanting to start a business. But Rocco, I feel like, I feel like with you, like, even if someone doesn't know what your dick looks like, even if you're wearing a suit, like if I go to work and, and you're my new boss, like, 
you're, right. you're just such you're such a powerfully sexu- sexy man. Uh, your your voice, your face, your body, everything about you is a turn on. I feel like were you was there ever a, a workplace where you were not hit on? I feel like people must have been sexually <laughs> harassing you everywhere you went. I didn't really because I worked, you know, I worked in like, you know, I worked with, a, you know, several gay men, but there's also a lot of women. I worked for a very, you know, I'll probably give this away, but I worked for a very large uh, beauty and lingerie company for many, many years. Very famous oh. in America. Mm-hmm. And um, so a lot of women, a lot of women. And, you know, I might have been oblivious to it. Who knows? They might have been hitting on me. I didn't feel that they were. Um, but I had a couple instances where like with gay men, it was more of rather than them hitting on me and sexually harassing me, it was more of a competition thing. You know, it's like that thing, you know, I think there's that thing. It kind of exists with some gay men. That's like this. I, I have a hard time kind of, it's just hard. I, it was hard for me to be in a workplace with like other gay men because it was like a competition thing. And there's a lot of, I felt like a lot of backstabbing and, um, one upping and all of this stuff. And that's, interesting. that's more of what I experienced. That's more of what I experienced is kind of like this kind of, I don't know, lack of support for each other. And, um, well, if I had uh, worked with you, not only would I not have backstabbed you, but I would have tried everything I could to blow you in the men's room every day. Uh, Rocco, it would have been, it, listen, it would have been welcome because it would have uh, added like a, a reason to go to work. Like, can you imagine? I was, I'm telling you, I was so miserable. I mean, I did, I did get blown at uh, when I worked for Fox News. Yeah. God, but yes. uh, but yeah, if uh, if I worked with you, you would not be getting much work done. Uh, Rocco, <laughs> you mentioned the ten seven underwear. You also uh, you, your your name is on a lot of things. There's Ride Rocco Lube. There's Rocco by Perfect Fit Sex Toys. Um, and as you continue to expand that brand, I have to think that OnlyFans and Just for Fans has been a game changer for you and other major performers because you, you've got you've got to be making tons more than you ever did from studio porn. Well, that's absolutely correct. And now I'm, I'm coming up on like three years with OnlyFans, and it's like half of my porn career, right? So like I did porn for six like six and a half years, and three of that is only fans. And I'm like, wow, like it's hard to believe like half of that, you know, six years was doing only fans. And it's, it's kind of a no brainer now. Like, like studio work was just so much more of an effort. Like you'd fly across the country, you know, you'd give up a few days of your life and you'd walk away with this, you know, not so big chunk of change, even like the bigger studios can't pay a lot these days. So, you know, you take a, a few days of your life and come home with this X amount of money. And, you know, I bring that in, you know, bring a lot more than that in with OnlyFans by kind of doing it all from the comfort of my house and, you, and calling you, my own shots. Do you think you'll ever do studio porn again? Um, look, I, you know, there's one last kind of thing that I always wanted to do. And actually, I just... For my OnlyFans, I'm starting to do this thing where it's, well, I've always done this thing called Rocco Talk. It's been like, it's taken on different shapes and forms of like a, a talk kind of thing where I'm answering fan mail or whatever. So now what I'm doing with Rocco Talk is I'm, I had a little contest where, where fans can um, submit questions and my favorite questions, those people won a Zoom interview with me. So my first Zoom interview happened this week and the guy recommended 
that I do this as my last movie. And it's, it's, I said, funny you should say that because I was, that's literally what my last, I want my last movie to be. And he said, basically, and I never thought of it in these terms of a reverse gangbang. Or I'm sorry, reverse, yeah, reverse gangbang. So like, I'm the only top with like 20 bottoms, right? So like, I kind of love the idea of just like a harem kind of situation where I'm just like laying back and just having my pick of like 20 bottoms and that's the whole movie, right? So that's kind of what I just want my last movie to be. Can least, I like, audition you know, to I be one of right. the bottoms when you do your casting? <laughs> I'll audition as well. There's, there's lots of room. There's lots of room, lots of openings. I would definitely uh, like to. I mean, the truth is, Rocco, I, I don't think I could take you for more than 30 seconds. I'm, I'm, my butt is way too tight. But <laughs> I would certainly like to try. And I have fantasized about it. it. It is, I have to say, it's weird talking to you because you've just yeah. always been a fantasy of mine. And I knew you were a real person, but I never thought I, I would be having like an actual conversation with you. So it's exciting. And I know the listeners are loving it. Well, thank you. I appreciate, like, I, I'm, I'm really, like, very humbled that when I hear that people have been following me for so long, and oh, yeah. um, I don't take anything for granted, and I know people are like, oh, shut up, it's just porn, and I'm like, but it's still, like, I don't, I don't take anything for granted, and, um, and I appreciate, like, every, every single person that supports me, and especially the people that have been following me and a fan for so long, it, it means a lot. Well, in the time remaining, it's time to play everyone's favorite at-home quiz show, Ask Me No Questions. Ask Me No Questions. Ask Me No Questions. Yeah. You ready? I guess. I'm scared. Have you, <laughs> don't be scared. Have you ever had sex with a guy whose dick is bigger than yours? Yes. Really? How much bigger? Um, well, I think, like... Cutler is bigger than me. I think Cutler's a little like Cutler's got. Um, we haven't necessarily had sex, but we've had a threesome. So like Cutler is, he's got a, uh, he's got the foreskin, so it, it gives him a slight, a little bit more length than me. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't count and, foreskin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I would think, and there's, I mean, look, I definitely know I'm not the biggest guy out there. I, I totally know that. So there's lots of guys a lot bigger than me. So I think over the years, yeah, I think I've probably been with a couple. But, um, you know, it's like, what do you do with it? All I care about is the butt. So. Right. Exactly. It's a, wa it's a waste like, okay. of dick, if you ask me. Right. I'm like, okay, that's nice. Now flip over. <laughs> <laughs> Rocco, I recently learned that you're a huge Drag Race fan. Yes. Who is your favorite season winner of all time? Oh, God. Oh, this is so hard. Oh, my God. I can't. I don't know if I can say just one. I, I can't say just one. Give us two. Season season winner. God, I mean, I love Bob and I love um, um, Evie Oddly in terms mm. of season winners. Um, yeah, God. Um, Bob is the best. And uh, I love Bob. Yeah. So good. Well, but I love so many. I mean, there, I love so many drag queens. And I can't even begin to like list them. I love Trixie. I love Shangela. Like, it's like trying um, to choose your favorite child. Right. Mm -hmm. I all mean, right, well, answer, all answer me this, Rocco. Who is your favorite yeah. steel? And these are your choices. Remington Steel, Lexington Steel, or Danielle Steel? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, it has to be Danielle Steel. Yes, that's I mean, the correct is. answer. It has to be, yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't love a trashy beach novel? Exactly, exactly. 
All right, Rocco, who is your favorite porn star of all time? And do you even watch porn? I don't watch porn. I watch Chatterbait. That's my go-to. Interesting. I love watching. Yeah, I like watching like straight boys like jerk off, like little skinny straight boys with big cocks. For some reason, I don't like, I'm not a cock man, but for some reason there's something really, I don't know. Interesting. I just, yeah, interesting. I don't, I don't want to do anything with the cock, but I just, there's something very uh, titillating about it. But describe, is, is there like a, a performer that really, like you look at and you're like, wow, that guy's good. So I always liked, oh God, why can't I fucking think of his last name now? Um, Donnie something or other from like the late 90s, early 2000s. Wahlberg. He was the guy. What's that? No, not Donnie Wahlberg. <laughs> no, he was a porn guy. Donnie, Don, I'll think of it after I hang up. Um, if I had to say like somebody that was my favorite of all time and the person like I used to watch when, like long before I did porn, like that's probably who it would be. He was like this real... God, oh, wait, is it Donnie well. Russo? Donnie Russo. I loved him, yes. too. Actually, it's so funny you Donnie said that, Rocco, because before I discovered you, he was my favorite. Yeah, he had that, He had that like, just real kind of, like, daddy. Kind of, didn't he have, like, a big, thick mustache? And, yeah, he was a ginger, you know. and he was short, but he was really sexy and had a big, thick dick. Really and sexy. He, kind of, he looks yeah. like a, a little version of you. Yeah, he was just had, like, this kind of, like, I don't know. There's kind of like a just a ruggedness and like unpolishedness about him. Like I don't, I don't like all those shiny, like tan, smooth boys. Right? right like right. they do nothing for me. I like, like yeah. Do you enjoy cuddling after sex? I do, but then I can't cuddle like to fall asleep. Like I got to push you away, and then I got to like roll over and fall asleep. Same, like, same I, thing. Yeah. Are you at all interested yeah. in fucking a 50-year-old podcast host? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, correct answer. You're Rock like a ba you're a baby to me. I'm 56. So you're, I can't believe you're, you're 56. Like How do you keep your body looking like that, dude? Um, Botox and fillers. I'm yes. kidding. <laughs> Partially kidding. Um no, I just, you know, honestly, I think, and I, my body's not that great. I mean, there's so many better bodies out there, but I just, you know, I don't go crazy with my diet at all. Like I eat what I want. I just do it in moderation and I work, I just work out like five or six days a week and I don't go crazy with it. I just, that's it really. And I, you know, I stopped drinking 22 years ago and that's a lot of that'll calories, do it you know? absolutely we're gonna have to leave it so, there Rocco I, but I want to tell everyone yeah. that your website is RoccoSteelOfficial.com you're on OnlyFans you're on Just For Fans and uh, and you do have that one Twitter account that uh, that I talked to you on which is what is that Rocco yeah, Steel NYC and don't, and don't forget yeah don't forget the underwear site is 107underwear.com there you go that's I can't thank 10. you enough for doing this thank you love thank you, you so thank much. you Rocco come back anytime come in me anytime <laughs> Stay healthy and well. Uh, goodbye, Rocco. Okay. Ryan and JB, please plug yourselves. You can follow me at Ryan Frosting on Instagram and Twitter, which I am there sometimes. You can follow me only on Instagram at StockingAnarchy12. And I am going to go masturbate, but uh, <laughs> we're going to wrap this up. Thank you so much. Tune in next week to hear another brand new ass with our special guest, comedian Justin Sayre.
who I've always thought was hilarious. Subscribe to this podcast. At DN- Everyone's flustered right now. Subscribe to this podcast at dnrstudios.com. Don't forget to order your ass merch at adamsank.com. Follow me, me, on Twitter and Insta at adamsank. Email me at adam at adamsank.com. Don't forget those movie giveaways, you guys. Write a review. Get a free movie. Get on it. Have a great week, bitches. Love you all. Bye. Bye. Bye.